There's a video called This Natural Trick Can Cure Your Cancer. It has racked up more than 10 million views in two weeks. That's quite an accomplishment. And we're joined now by the man that put it all together, Jonathan Jerry. He's a science communicator and biologist from McGill University's Office for Science and Society. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you for for having me. Well, thanks for being here. Wow, that's pretty incredible. Two weeks, 10 million views. Tell us uh, about your viral video. Yeah, we. I mean, we did not expect to get the, this number of views. It really t- took us by surprise. Um, I was contacted by a former coworker of mine uh, who had seen a similar video on Facebook that got six million views, and it was basically about this again this this cure for all cancers that had been discovered about eighty years ago by this rogue doctor, and um, and, and she wanted she wanted me to, to tell her if there was anything you know real in this, and I said no. Unfortunately, this is this is all bunk. And this is something that is very um, uh, frustrating for us uh, who are science communicators who are trying to push good evidence-based, science-based information to the public because these kinds of videos with, with misinformation, with, with quackery, they do very well on social media. They're very easily shareable. They provide easy answers to complicated problems. And our own material uh, doesn't do as well traditionally. I mean, it's, you know, we talk about nuance. We talk, we're, we're very critical. So I thought, well, what if for a change, you know, we made a video that was like those videos that's mm-hmm. on the surface, but that actually had a bit of a twist. Well, well, well we know uh, what if, because you did, and it's gone viral. So tell us about the video. Give us the gist of what is in your video. <clears throat> Sorry. So it is a, a two-minute video uh, that shows you this Dr. Johan R. Tarjani, uh, who discovered a moss in his hometown uh, that could selectively... <coughs> Because selectively alter the uh, the DNA double helix of cancer cells, but not of normal cells, and so he started to eat this moss. He never got cancer, uh, but of course the FDA and big pharma does not want you to to know about the existence of this moss and its active ingredient. The problem is that all of this is fake. The moss does not exist. The the, the doctor does not exist. In fact, the man that you see in the video is is in quotation mark, played by two different men, two different f- uh, photographs from different eras of two men who kind of look alike. And uh, the, the, the idea is that, you know, it's so easy to lie to you using these videos to, um, to mislead you. And the core statement is, you know, be skeptical, ask questions, don't trust single sources, speak to your doctor, talk to scientists, uh, because it's just, it's very easy for us to get fooled. So you create this message uh, and then you debunk the message for the second half of the video. And, you know, it's very convincing. Tell us about the production of the video and how, you know, that's significant uh, into actually relaying this information to an audience and getting them interested. Well, I, I try to model the video after the kind of video that I had been sent, which is you know a series of, of still images uh, with, with some, some some panning motions from the, the digital camera, uh, you know, big text, a square format that is very easily shareable on social media, a few words that are accented in, in a gold color, uh, and upbeat music, and all of that sort of puts you in the right mood to 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 believe in this stuff. Uh, so so I reproduced all of this and then started to take it apart by having this narration, which you, know, you don't really pay attention to it at first, and then it sort of starts gaining sentience and starts talking to you, and you realize that you know, you, you've been fooled. And it's, uh, so there's a formula behind these videos that, are, that make them flashy and uh, interesting and, and make us want to share them. I wonder how many people shared your video without watching the whole video. Um, so that's interesting. We, I think the most common, uh, the most frequent comment that we saw on social media regarding this video was, ah, you didn't watch until the end, because a lot of people are, are skeptical of these videos, and I'm so happy for this. I would be one of those as well if somebody sent it to me. 
And so they'd watch maybe three seconds of it, uh, and then they would comment, oh, this is BS, this is bunk, you know. And somebody would reply, you clearly did not watch this until the end. And so a lot of people went back, rewatched the whole video, saw, ah, I get it, and they shared it because they want to know, you know, how will their friends, how will their relatives, uh, you know, react to this kind of video? Will they also be, be, be taken for, for a ride? It's interesting. It really says a lot about how we consume um, media online or, or what looks like media online or even content online and share it. It's not always, uh, it, it, at the end of the day, a lot of people share things to make it about them. Uh, instead of, you know, it actually having a message that they believe in, it's like they're, they, they can't even, um, you know, spend the time to see if it is a message that they could get behind. They just want to share it first. I agree. I mean, we have these platforms now that give us the opportunity to share uh, a post <laughs> without reading the entire article. And this is something that I try very hard not to do. I try to, when I share something on Twitter or on Facebook, I want to make sure that I have read the article before I share it. But so many people just see the headline, mm-hmm. uh, which is often you know, not written by the journalists themselves. Uh, and the headline may be very clickbaity, very, uh, very full of hype. And they share that headline without having read the actual article. So I think we, we all need to, to be more, more savvy when we're using uh, social media. And I think this is something that, that should be taught in, in schools because the Internet plays such a large part in our lives now. This is where we get most of our information. Uh, there have been studies done on students that show that they're not very good at discerning between you know, good information online and misinformation. Uh, so I think that this should be part of, of school curricula. Really quickly, why do you think it is that we've become so uh, quick to embrace the unbelievable online when, you know, we're, we have been uh, embracing facts for so long, but now it seems to be there's a shift. What do you think that's due to? Uh, I, I'm not sure that there is such a shift. I mean, I'm, I'm open to changing my mind in the face of a better evidence, but I think this is a problem that we've been dealing with for a long, long time. And this has something to do with the fact that we don't, by and large, teach critical thinking. And I think this is so important. This is probably the most important that we should be teaching our children is how to be critical in the face of information, how to recognize bad arguments, how to recognize when your brain is fooling you. Mm-hmm. And this is not, again, this is not part of our, uh, of our education system, but this is the single most important thing that will help us make better decisions about our lives. Well, I really want to thank you for joining us. And, uh, you know, I might have to share your video. <laughs> you and uh, hundreds of thousands of people. I appreciate your time today, Jonathan. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Cheers. That's Jonathan Jerry. Uh, He is a science communicator and biologist from McGill University's Office for Science and Society. 